Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there's Steve. Good evening. Do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Okay. That was uh, unique and unusual. (laughs) (laughs) But it's on theme. Submitted for your approval. No, man, come on. Steve Mothership. The Mothership. Funk That's not the only first moves, line from removes. the Mothership connection. Right. Amateurs. I'm working with amateurs. Working with amateurs. Fucking amateurs. No, there's no funk in this show. Well, <laughs> for those of you watching at home, I just held my hand up to the camera. <laughs> yes, you did. All right, we are talking about Mothership, the sci-fi horror RPG published by Tuesday Night Game uh, and written by... Or deeper still, the Mothership Connection. That's right, because everything's got to have a Mothership Connection. This one was written and illustrated by Sean McCoy. Um, I think think Tuesday Night Games is Sean McCoy. I think it's him. Well, that's, that's fine. But, you know, you got to give him credit as himself for his creative output and himself as a company. All right, so. Like, when I order stuff from them. Yeah. I get a thank you from Sean. <laughs> like nice. A, an email thank you from Sean. So. There you go. Uh, Mothership is a D100 style science fiction horror game. <laughs> Um, it came out, uh, I believe this printing was 2018, the one I have. It's very, very recent. And it's D100 system, like we said, uh, just like Call of Cthulhu, a lot of other games where roll 2d10 under your skill rating and go from there. That's the basic mechanic. Yeah, this is kind of more like Eclipse Phase Super Light. It, like, it, it it is kind of like light. super light. It has uh, doubles counting as criticals. Uh, it only uses D one hundreds, except in the derelict starship generation system, mm-hmm. where you roll um, D sixes and then arrange them, and those are the rooms on your starship, right. <laughs> Well, it also gives you XD10, um, particularly in the stress mechanic, is the main place I've seen it used. And then you have the XD10 with an underline, which is uh, roll certain number of 10s, add them together, multiply by 10, and then D percentage. Most often, you're going to be using D percentage. Yeah, so when you roll against your stats or you roll against your saves, you're going to roll percentile dice. Um, Other things such as damage, uh, weapon functions, and all that are going to use the other ways of rolling D10. Right, right. Everything uses some variation of a D10 rolls. The other thing that this game leans heavily into is the stress mechanic. That is the unique part of this engine uh and it tries to capture the feel of uh sci-fi horror films such as alien event horizon the thing 
and, and that particular kind of grim dark tone. You could also do something like run a tabletop slash theater of the mind version of Space Hulk if you really wanted to. Yeah, it, it's this is basically that very generalized space horror um, simulation game. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Alien RPG, which is specifically recreating Alien. Right, right. That, that <laughs> In all universe. its myriad forms. Mm-hmm. This is, is, yeah, we can do Alien, but we can do so much more. Right. Um, and it, it can, and... It kind of leans on book. Alien a little bit, uh, as far as, like, character classes and things like that, but the character classes they give you are generic enough that you can spin off into a bunch of different settings. Yeah, I think you can really just... If you can think of, like, some sort of science fiction horror uh, group dynamic situation, you can do it with this with a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Starship Troopers. Yep. You could definitely do Starship Troopers. Uh, you could do, like, Alien, obviously. Uh, the Thing was mentioned. Yeah, we talked about Event Horizon. Uh, yeah, uh, you could probably do your fucking Riddick shit with this. Probably, probably, especially uh, Pitch Black. You could definitely replicate Pitch Black, not in this Chronicles of Riddick, I don't think. But so, yeah, pretty much any type of of space horror fits in in the terms of uh, in the milieu of Mothership, and mm-hmm. it is not setting specific. the The book itself that you get, the Player Survival Guide, is rules only. There's no setting information at all. That's up to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the set. Obviously, when you read it, you're going to read into it as to the influences, which it wears on its sleeve, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the sky's the limit. I've looked at a couple of the, the one of the cool things about this system that I really like is everything is really compact. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, the, the book you get, is a pamphlet. Um, and it's not very long, like 30, maybe 40 pages cover to cover. Counting the character sheet. Let's see. And the cheat sheet. You're looking at, Uh, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41 pages, counting yes. the so front cover. That's your rule book. And there are a couple published scenarios um, that you can get. Um, one deals with derelict spacecraft and a dead planet and stuff, and the other deals with a space station, mm-hmm. which are actually longer than the, than the rule book. Um, they have supplementary rules for other things, which I will get into in a moment. Mm-hmm. But they also have these little pamphlet adventures, um, which are basically two pages, front and back, and you print it out, and then it be- and you fold it up, and it looks like a little pamphlet, right? Right. Like like a chick track or something, or a brochure. And, yeah, and, and everything you need. To, to know about running these adventures is contained in two pages. Mm-hmm. 
obviously you got to do a little bit of work and use your imagination and stuff to, to, you know, flesh it out a little bit, but God damn, that's, that's fantastic. What was the last time you looked at something that you were going to run and it was like two pages long? Um, not including last night's Mork Borg. Right. Which uh, was two pages long. I see RPG. Yeah. It, and that's it's just, pretty much it. It's incredible. Um, and the of of the two official ones that I've downloaded, um, I don't want to get too much into them because they're they're probably going to end up being run. Right. So no spoilers. Um, they are night and day from each other, just in terms of um, what they've created, and they really show the diversity that you can have in uh, using this game mm -hmm. for its rules. Right on. The other thing, let's let's talk about aesthetic real quick. Um, these are these are black and white. Uh, the illustrations are black and white. Unlike Morkborg, which is like a feast of color everywhere, uh, Mothership is kind of less is more. And it, it really f blends in with that, that one, that horror aesthetic, science fiction aesthetic. And it also is kind of like the old monograph, monograph days of a lot of classic role-playing games. Traveler comes to mind. It's all black and it white. It is the same size as the, as the little black books. Mm-hmm. And and that's a lot. And you see some of the other setting information, like on Drive Through RPG, is published like a, like exactly a monograph. It's black on a colored cover, and then it's just black and white text with illustrations inside, and that's it. And I I, I really dig that kind of simplistic. You know, it's not like it's not somebody going through and making like these huge fine art paintings like you see in a lot of uh, higher price point, bigger RPGs uh, looking at a certain uh, world's most popular fantasy game. Um, well, you or know, possibly the art... a, a popular horror franchise as well. Well, the, in, in those cases, I mean, the art is part of the draw. Yeah. I think. Uh, and that's part of the style. Mm -hmm. You know, especially for, and I'm, I'll name them, especially for like D and D, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they have this aesthetic and it's this, you know, high fantasy, um, you know, grand sweeping art. And every time you pick up a D and D book, you goddamn know it's a D and D book. Right. Right. Branding's on point. <laughs> and, right. And the same goes for Call of Cthulhu. Um, they do a great job. They commission really good art, and when you open it up, you know you are reading a Call of Cthulhu book. It's like it's part of the whole thing, and that's great because it it's it adds to the experience. Um, especially if you're running games, you have like something cool to go go through. Um, in this case, the art is, is pared back, and it also goes with the aesthetic of the game because the game is kind of um, compact. Right, right. And I really shouldn't complain about Call of Cthulhu art too much since uh, Monday Night As Heroes characters... Right. <laughs> Monday Night Heroes characters are featured prominently in both Pulp Cthulhu and in the Mask of Nyarlathotep uh, re uh, 
Reissue. Thank you. Reissue. Re- rewrite. That's rewrite. Revision. Update. Yes. Uh, but that's not what Mothership is, though. No. Mothership's more uh, has more of a punk um, aesthetic to mm-hmm. it than Call of Cthulhu does. I mean, Call of Cthulhu, bless it, it's a great game. I love playing it. I love running it. And I pretty much love everything about Call of Cthulhu. Um, but Call of Cthulhu does what it does. Mm-hmm. It does it very well, but doesn't do this. Right. Now, I'm not going to say that this game doesn't um, have a little bit of Call of Cthulhu DNA in it. Because, mm-hmm. of course, it does. The whole panic thing. Um, you know, if it wasn't for sanity rules in Call of Cthulhu, we wouldn't even be talking about um, enforced panic as a mechanic right. in an RPG game. Right. Uh, which... Actually, beg me to ask the question: Is is it necessary? I know, I know, it's fun, mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing like uh, okay, roll a d10, right? <laughs> and having your players go fuck, mm-hmm. or 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 roll the, the red the mist sanity check, upon you. right? Or roll roll sanity, you know. Um, that that's you know, it's fun, but it. I had to ask myself if it's necessary um, outside of Call of Cthulhu because I think it is necessary in Call of Cthulhu. Right. Because uh, that's that's part of the, the fun of playing that game. Um, right. That's, but the, that's the primary it, mechanic of that particular engine is is the sanity system. Yeah, I mean, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to go insane. <laughs> but here, um, you have your panic and stress. Mm-hmm rules um and the more stressed out you be so you, you gain it basically when you fail at tasks in this game you lose you you gain stress mm-hmm. right so you're on an eva and you know th- there's no air in the ship and you're trying to fix a key component for the life support and you fail that you're st- you're going to get stress mm-hmm. right or somebody's taking shots at you and you fail your armor save, so you take damage, you're also going to take stress. And eventually, that stress is going to become too much for you, and something's going to trigger it, and you're going to have to make a save against that stress. Right. A, and if you fail that, roll. and then you panic. And then shit starts to, to um, go down like dominoes. Yeah, and interestingly, looking at the... there's You roll for a panic effect, which is... Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Mothership and more familiar with uh, Call of Cthulhu, uh, it's just the same as the Insanity Table, um, which gives you a bunch of effects of this, this basically a panic attack that you have. And at, at a certain roll, you could just straight up die. <laughs> yeah, um, so, so you roll, um, I, I think you roll... A, uh, like 2d10, right? Mm-hmm, right. And then you add your stress level uh, to it. And then you can get anything from... Actually, positive things can come out of it. Because if you roll low enough, uh, you, you can just, like, get that adrenaline rush, mm-hmm. right? Or, or you know, become just focused on your task. Um, but, of course, if you roll high enough, uh, you could just have a heart attack. 
and and die. Right. Yeah. Just have uh, a heart so, attack and die. Just, you drop a wrench out in space while you're doing your EVA. Uh, the next time you look at a wrench, you might just die. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and you know, and one of the cool things is it leaves a lot of the uh, factors of of stress and panic up to the they call it the warden. Mm-hmm. The um, which which may or may not be a um, a nod to Metamorphosis Alpha. But uh, the, the game master, the warden, is able to uh, determine what things are going to like cause you to have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not like a set in stone thing. So you know, depending how cruel <laughs> your, your your warden is, or you know how much it would affect that part of the story that you're in. Mm-hmm. Right. It's much cooler to have people start freaking out when, uh, you know, when the monsters start showing up in droves. Mm-hmm. It's true. Which does beg the question is it necessary? Because recently, um, a- as I guess a, a way of, of answering this question, um, I-, I put a little bit of horror in our Traveler game. Um, but just using the standard rules, not no like extra panic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that people reacted fairly well. I think people panicked without having to be told that they're panicking. Well, I mean, <laughs> you also have to think that they're all of our group are are experienced uh, horror gamers. That's true. That's kind of what we cut our teeth on as a group. So. We kind of we know the the cues, um, but if you get like a, a less experienced groups, folks who um, maybe came up on fantasy or something like that, it might be a little more difficult to do horror in a in a setting that's not really built around horror necessarily. Right. Uh, no, I see what you're saying. If my if my son's group. Where to play we're that exact to, scenario? We're not to have restraints on their characters by mechanics, such as the sanity mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play Call of Cthulhu with my my son and his friends, um, and uh, they come from a fantasy background. They're also teenagers, and so there, there's definitely a lot of "Are you sure that's what you want to do?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> going on. Um, so yeah, your mileage may vary. Right, right. Now, as far as the panic effects, there are mechanical rules for the effects, but there are a lot of things that are just role-playing opportunities, and it really gives you the ability um, to role-play among the group as things are getting bad, as characters are accumulating stress and panic uh, status um, effects. You know, it, it becomes kind of like that 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 alien type of situation where you have five members of the crew or the thing where folks are just kind of sitting there and they they don't trust each other. Anybody could be the monster and they're arguing right. amongst themselves. And, you know, it's not one of those types of situations that actually um, it doesn't encourage it, but it doesn't, uh, you know, discourage pvp either (laughs) right no i think you could definitely have some pvp happening in here um 
But I think you're right. Whereas, like, because it's so bare bones, I guess, and because of the way most of the scenarios are set up, I think you can go either way with it in terms of um, people who really want to role play mm-hmm. versus people who just want to, like, see what's in the room, kick down the door, and, uh, you know, dungeon crawl, or, or, or in this case, um, space ship crawl mm-hmm. exactly exactly uh one of the other unique items of mothership is that you really don't need the book per se to create a character everything you need is on the character sheet which, it's true which is very unique among role-playing games because uh there's a lot of systems where you have to constantly you have a character sheet and you're flipping back and forth in the book to this influences this the mothership character sheet has statistics already listed um, it's a flow chart and it's also a flow chart that if you follow it around you can create a character without ever once looking at the book yeah and that i like And and unlike a lot of games where creating a character doesn't always give you a, a sense of what gameplay is like you kind of start getting a sense of what mothership is like in practice as you're creating a character. Yeah. Um, th- there's one, I guess there's one, I don't want to say pet peeve, but there's one thing on the character sheet at, that at, that bugs me. And it's really the skills itself. So it's the skills um, that it bugs me that um, the way skills are set up, you have trained skills, which give you a 10% bonus, mm-hmm. expert skills, which give you a 15% bonus, and master skills, which give you a 20% bonus when you're when you're making appropriate roles. Right. Um, and so let's say you have zero G. We'll just use zero G as your example. Mm-hmm. Um, and zero G goes directly into the expert um skill asteroid mining right it's like but a zero g zero g still remains a 10 percent skill and it's not clear in the rules whether or not you all your zero g needs and skills are also pushed to 15 percent or only your asteroid mining zero g skills are at 15 percent so i think that kind of is a flaw in the way it's designed. I don't know. It seems um, to make a somewhat sense if you look at the way the trees go. Um, uh, let's say the biology skill, right? Okay. So biology, the skill in general is 10%, but then it gets into the expert level is more specific. It's psychology and genetics. That's true. And then you get into uh, sophontology and xenobiology and things like that, which are okay, master but, level skills. So, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Zero G being just general, a general skill. and But that means that you will only have 10% maximum at zero G, no matter how fucking good you are at it. You're capped at 10% for zero G. So your EVA is always going to be a 10% skill bump. Right. Even if you have the the next level 
in that particular tree. And I think that kind of sucks. Well, yeah. But this also strikes me as the type of game where uh, death and creating characters is awful. Often, uh, you know, co- create more than one character when you start. No, you no, start I, I get that. I just think it kind of sucks that some of your skills are, are you don't improve the skill itself. You go on to the next skill. Mm-hmm. And and your your base skill is always going to remain um, like piss poor, right? So, but but uh, when your character advances, um, they go by imp- imp- improving stats and saves. So really, where uh, some games would improve the skill, you're improving the stat that you're rolling with the skill bonus. Yeah, I think that's kind of a. I just don't like the way that's set up. Right. Well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, and, and it's not a game breaker. Right. <laughs> uh, or a deal breaker for me. It just, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. So I made 100 um, EVAs and I'm still only got 10%. Mm-hmm. It's it just, it's not, it's not very, uh, it just, just doesn't click with the way I think of how people improve themselves. Right. It's kind of clunky. Yes. My other big complaint is because this is a player's book mm-hmm. um, and, you know, monsters are going to be coming from the mind of the warden for the most part, mm-hmm. unless you buy a pre-published adventure. They don't really go into how monsters are designed or um, how monsters uh, act in combat. Mm-hmm. You actually have to get the dead planet supplement um for a little sampling of what monsters do and in the back there's like a little bestiary for the um for the scenario and if you read it things make sense okay you have your combat because there's it's basically the same um theory as how mercenaries work Mm -hmm. So you only have you have four basic skills and they're very general: combat, speed, instinct, and hits. Mm-hmm. Well, the hits for these things are two numbers: uh, a number and then a number in parentheses. For example, let's take six and then forty-five in parentheses. Doesn't explain anywhere what that means, let alone in this book, the Mothership book. So you come to find out that they treat monsters like video game bosses, right? Okay. So the six is, it has six hits, but each hit um, takes 45 damage. Ah, so it has like six 45-point life bars. Exactly. That's interesting. It doesn't say that anywhere in any of the rules. You kind of have to suss it out. Uh, I, I actually ended up, going on reddit so you know i was desperate (laughs) (laughs) um to find this information out so it's given that this is a uh a horror game where you're going to end up fighting something right right something inhuman you think that they would like tell you how that actually works right (laughs) right and they don't um so maybe in in a future um, iteration of the pamphlet, it will. 
Um, currently, no. Right. So, Maybe there should be a, a a wardens. Yeah, just just something, because uh, it was very confusing until um, I re- I saw what it actually meant, and then I was like, oh, that makes a that makes a lot of sense. And then I was like, oh shit, people are fucked. <laughs> right. Now, now let's talk for a second about uh, you know this the idea that you you brought up that uh, to do X you have to purchase the mothership itself. Uh, is very cost effective. I believe uh, the it's players, player survival guides pay what you want. It's not free. Yeah, it's right. pay what you want. You can potentially get it for free, but if you want more stuff, it's a good idea to give this guy some cash. Just- oh yeah, I, I, I'm not advocating um, ripping this guy off at all, right? Because uh, it's quality product, um, and I, I bought a physical copy of it mm-hmm. myself, right? Which also came with the PDF, right? I, I paid the suggested price for the PDF, so which I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really like almost everything about this game. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's it's rules light. Um, it's a mechanic and an engine that's really simple to grasp. Uh, I would say the real hang up point might end up being panic, but. You go through it a couple of times. It's something that you'll get used to pretty quick. Um, now, I'm saying all of this, of course, not having played it yet. Uh, right, it's, on, have, it's in the queue. It. We've uh, well, we know people who've played it, right? Um, and and they have nothing but good things to say. Mm-hmm. Now, it. now, what is uh, we talked about the price of the the player survival guide? What do the the supplemental <laughs> materials run for? Uh, I want to say fifteen bucks. What in print? Yeah. Okay. So it's probably like seven fifty on on drive through or whatever. I can look. But regardless of what it is, it's it's really affordable to pick up some of the supplemental material. Not that it's entirely necessary. In in the case of monsters and whatnot, it is helpful. Uh, but, yeah, seven ninety nine for the for the PDFs. Okay, so seven ninety nine. You could spend what it costs for a large property hardcover, and pretty much get everything that's in currently in print for Mothership in PDF form. <laughs> Which is oh yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. The um the little mini adventures I had, the one shots I had mentioned earlier, are like two bucks. Right. If that, they might even be ninety nine cents. Very cost effective uh, for yeah. like pickup night of gaming. Yeah, I, I mean, it's fun. It, it looks like it's going to be a load of fun. You know, everyone I've I've ever talked to who's played this game has nothing but good things to say about it. Um, it definitely um, fills that void um, that you can't really get with Call of Cthulhu. Uh, without like really tweaking it, right, right. Without doing even, a whole even, lot of home brewing, and and even then, that's going to be designed for something a little bit more epic, <laughs> you know, and and mm-hmm. universe shattering, as opposed to this. This is more like um, like a sword and sorcery kind of deal, you right. know. Like think aliens, aliens, um, you know, is basically the story of of a. Uh, the, the Nostromo and how that small crew 
deals with with the alien right Mm -hmm. or or the thing you know yeah the implications of if the buck doesn't stop here we're fucked right are, are there but it's focusing more on the um the situation at hand right uh, it's more personal more intimate right and in a lot as of a, ways that makes it a lot more claustrophobic right as opposed to something like dune where you are constantly reminded of you know the consequences of what happens if uh you know of whoever ends up controlling arrakis they nail that into your head you know right okay we know <laughs> The Harkonians are bad. We can't, they shouldn't be in control. We got it. We got it. Thanks. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned Sword of Sorcery. Tower of the White Elephant would translate very well into this. Breaking into a derelict ship. There's something in there. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely, well, I mean, actually, Dead Planet deals with that. Right. There you go. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mothership. Uh, D100 Rules Light Indie RPG Sci-Fi Horror. Uh, it will definitely scratch your itch if you're looking for a low-cost alternative to uh, some other games and want to play a quick, simple, uh, and and effective Sci-Fi Horror RPG for single session or campaign play. Yeah, uh, uh, there's um there's currently I think it just the proofs just came back is going to be out from the printers soon a mega dungeon so to speak oh nice uh for this game ah so 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 my space hulk comparison wasn't too far off (laughs) yeah i don't think it's a space hulk though but yeah there's a there's a mega dungeon um that's coming out right all right so there you have it ladies and gentlemen definitely check this one out not even having played it, I recommend this, um, <laughs> because it it is it seems like it's a rip roar in good time. So yeah, I, I think I think these like little, um, just these little games, pamphlet games, almost like Mork Borg or this. I think like there, I think there's something to it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I don't know if, 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 when, if, and when it becomes a trend, how well it'll survive a glut of them. Um, but as it stands, you know, um, having like, you know, a, a very small rules light, um, way to do things mm-hmm. is, is it's refreshing. Actually. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Mothership, check it out on Drive Through RPG, um, or check out Tuesday Night Games website. All right, and as there are no luck points, but you better keep thirty of them. Right. Exactly.